Is there something in your life you are running away from? A circumstance, an emotion, a problem? So, running away, flight is one of the responses to events that happen to us that are overwhelming. But often we don't ask where we're running to. We only ask where you're running from. I just know I have to leave the situation. I just know I cannot face this emotion. So I'll just run somewhere else. But where is that place? Is it any better? Is it, is it the answer? <clears throat> this week's Pasha, we read about the spies, the Miraglim, the famous spies. A year after the Exodus, the Jews were ready to go into the Holy Land. The Jewish people asked for spies to go check out the land first, to give them a, a report. Spies come back, and instead of telling the Jews, yay, we could do this, they're like, nay, not for us. And the mystics explain that it wasn't simply that they saw scary wolves and scary people that they ran. They were running away from obligation. They were running away from a world where they're going to have to work for their living. They were getting way too used to the desert. Remember, these people had been slaves, although that was a miserable life. Food was given to them. And now they were in the desert as free men, but with no obligations. So they've only lived in two of the three human experiences. You see, the, th the human being can live in one of three different models. Either enslaved with no responsibility, but on the other hand, they're taken care of. Or not enslaved, but also not responsibility. Basically, you know, Mom and dad are paying for everything. Hashtag recklessness, adolescence. And the third, the third opportunity is to live with freedom but with obligation, which is what maturity is all about. The Jews weren't ready for that. They wanted either, let's go back to Egypt, and even though it's slavery, we don't have to take ownership on our lives, or stay in the desert as free men, which is obviously better, but also no obligation on our lives because God's going to send, send manna from heaven. Going into Israel and working the land and having to take ownership on their lives and waking up in the morning and if you don't work, there ain't no food on the table. Nah. Nope. Not interested. So they were running. So where did they run into? They ran into 40 years in the desert. They ran into never getting to see the Holy Land because they all died in the desert. And they ran into anger with Hashem. And ultimately, they ran into stagnation rather than maturing. Because here's this dark secret nobody tells us. Everything you avoid is holding you back. You see, I define maturity by the ability to make decisions. Not stupid decisions, but to make decisions. Why? Because the moment you make one decision, you could then move on to the next decision, and then the next decision, and you could progress in your life. Some of the decisions will be wrong, but you're still moving forward. When you stop deciding, when you avoid decisions, 
you just freeze. So the truth is that freeze and flight are pretty much, you know, the same thing. I just, I can't, I can't, I'm just freezing. I can't, I can't address this. So either I'll stand in the place or I'm going to run. But ultimately, I am not going to face it. Fight, fight, flight, freeze, or face it. Heads on. Be an adult. Deal with it. So why are we talking about this? Obviously, it's a challenge for each and every one of us. There's certain times we just want to run under the covers, especially when it's cold. Not only physically, but emotionally cold. It's just like, I just, I can't face this. And yes, we all have moments that we, you know, hide our head in the pillow and that's fine. If it's for moments, not if it's for weeks. But ultimately, we're here to face our fears. We cannot avoid life. You cannot run. You can, but you're not going to progress in life. You're stuck in the desert. Moving to the Holy Land, moving forward in our journey, means first and foremost taking ownership, dealing with stuff. And that is the single biggest gift we can give to our children other than a value system. First and foremost, we have to give our kids a value system, our heritage. But after that, I believe the single biggest gift we could give our kids is teaching them to cope. Teaching them that they are loved and beautiful and precious. But at the same time, they must learn to cope. I had an experience last night with one of my children who was very afraid of something that they would have to face because they neglected something and now they have to face the consequences of that. And a total meltdown. I'm not going to cope. I'm not this. It's so scary. And after a while of just trying to calm the meltdown down, the words came out of my mouth where I said, Darling, you're safe. You're safe in our love. You're safe in my embrace. And that already like brought the tears slower down. And then I said, and now you're going to have to face it. Do you think you could face it? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'll be here by your side, but we are going to face it. Are we? Finally, it was a yes. It wasn't a five minute procedure. It was a 20, 25 minutes of absolute meltdown. Thank God my children feel safe to have that. Well, if they do this in 10 years' time, then I won't be as understanding of their meltdowns. I'll, you know, I'll let them cry a few tears and then tell them to girl up or or boy up. But at this moment, they're young and they needed the release. But it hit me as I was just saying, you're safe, kid. You're safe. Nothing's going to happen. Daddy and mommy are going to love you no matter what happens. But we have to face it. We have to face it. Facing pain is fundamental. We cannot only run to video games. We can't only run to drugs. We can't only 
run to alcohol. We cannot run to oblivion all the time. It destroys us. It leads to nowhere. It leads to a desert. We need to face it. Times are tough. They are. Things are rough. But the only way we can blossom within it is if we straighten our back, strengthen our resolve, and walk forward into the Holy Land. Amen.